0: if freedom failed we'd like to take you on a visit to a town that doesn't exist call it oakdale or springfield usa this is how things would be in an ordinary american town if communism took over this is the story of what happens to religion under a communist regime the title The Valley of the Shadow.
1: The alley's clear, children. After I go, stay in the room for at least five minutes. Then go out the front door. Not all together, but in twos and
2: threes. Be very careful. And I'll see you here tomorrow, an hour after school. I'll see you here right now, Rabbi Hirsch. Well, what do you want? Who are you? You're under arrest, Hirsch.
1: Arrest? For for what? Teaching kids religion. You've cut the wrong man, comrade. (laughs) My name's... Jack Crandall. I know next to nothing about religion. Save your
2: breath. Your room's been wired for weeks. If you think I'm hush, go ahead. Take me in. You'll find I'm a schoolteacher. You belong to Jameson's Underground. You've broken all the anti-religious laws in the book. Jameson? Underground? I'm afraid I don't understand. (laughs) You will. But uh, I've never heard of Jameson. All right, all right. Have it your own way. If you want to be a martyr, we'll try to accommodate you. I don't know what you're talking about. You will. When the boys down at headquarters start working you over.
1: Ugh. The Beer here is no better than the music. <laughs> so? Anything new in the Hirsch case? Uh, nothing, comrade Ryder. They've been
2: questioning him for 24 hours. Uh, what's the matter with the police? They gone soft on us? Comrade. Hirsch is a very stubborn man. The toughest since Bishop Maston.
1: But he'll crack sooner or later. Yeah, well, it better be sooner. Jeffries has been on me all day long. If we don't get a lead on Jameson, soon we're in for it. Oh? And I figured we were doing a good job rounding up these parsons. It just goes to show you can't please everybody. Yeah. Well, you may as well have the whole picture, comrade. Especially since you're next at stake, too. Oh? Three weeks ago, Jeffries made his report to Moscow. He went out on a limb, said all religious cults and denominations were cleaned out of the area. A week later, there's this religious riot in Oakdale, and Jameson's letter reaches the Capitol right on the desk of the big boy himself. Here, there's a copy of it. Read it. Hmm. Dear sir, you have placed millions of
2: Americans in an impossible position. By government order, you have forbidden the worship of God, public or private. Confiscated church properties, classed priests, ministers, and rabbis as common criminals. Denied the right of the people to religious instruction. Yes, you have even dared to legislate against God himself. Sir, I warn you, an entire nation cannot be plunged into the hopelessness of atheism. If you persist in your persecutions, you can only incite otherwise loyal citizens to rebellion give us back our God before his wrath is visited upon those who would deny him. Huh. Well. When Jameson signed that, he signed his own death warrant. And maybe ours, unless we
1: find him. (laughs) Ha! cheer up, comrade. Maybe this Hirsch will start singing. Oh, we can't wait for that. We're supposed to be out after Jameson now. We could start in
2: Oakdale. Religious activity there means one of those parsons stirring it up. Um...
1: What's this Jameson look like?
2: Yeah,
1: ordinary, Joe Smith sort of face. Out of clerical clothes, he's a typical passerby. You have a picture of him? Yeah, and a description and a history of past activities. Now, we've got our work cut out for us. Look at this
2: a high percentage of resistance to the people's government among members of Jameson's old congregation. Ah, oh, I remember now. Jeffries was all set to arrest him the day we closed up his church. But somehow, Jameson got himself tipped off and disappeared two days ahead of time. Mm. <laughs> In this picture, if I ever saw an anonymous-looking guy, it's this Jameson. Yeah, he's going to be hard to spot,
1: Talbot. He's Episcopal. High Episcopal. That's first-cousinly Catholic. He may have a cross hidden on him like the priests.
3: Just a minute.
2: I'm coming. Hello.
4: What can I do for you? Uh, Hello. Are you Orville Jackson, the carpenter? That's right. Uh, You have a job for me? My father recommended you highly. Said if anyone could help me, you were the man. Maybe. Uh, Come in. We'll talk about it. My father sent you these apples from the farm. Well, that's thoughtful of them. Uh, Put them on the table. Mm. Here they are. Their choice. (laughs) The kind that usually go only to good party members. By the way, my father appreciated the bread you sent him yesterday. Oh, glad to hear it. Uh, Rye bread, his favorite kind. (sighs) Sit down, my friend. Relax. (sighs) Thank you, Reverend Jameson. I'm Bob West, uh, Arthur Bennett's son-in-law.
3: Yes, Arthur's a good friend of mine. He suggested the apples and rye bread code. I was afraid to use the old code after they got poor Rabbi Hirsch tell me you were careful about being followed? Oh, yes, sir.
4: Good. And how is Arthur? Oh, he's fine. Busy the spring plowing. Uh, Mary, uh, my wife, and I were were planning to stay with him till after the baby. And you want me to christen the baby, is that Um, it? Yes, in about six months. You see, he hasn't arrived yet, but in one way, he's the reason I'm here. See, a year ago, we were married at the registry office. Well, with the baby coming, it doesn't seem right not to have a church marriage. A real marriage in sight of God
3: marriage in the sight of God. That's a wonderful thought, to have the Father's approval. Uh, what church do you belong to? Mm, we're Methodists. If you're expecting a Methodist ceremony, I, I'll i have to disappoint you. Oh. The Reverend Greg is away, carrying on for
4: Rabbi Hirsch. Well, Mary and I are Methodists, and you're Episcopalian, but I guess God is the same to all of us. Yes, i I guess your ceremony will suit us. Thank you, my son. I like to think of different denominations as... Uh,
3: different rooms of the same house. God's house. Now, when would you like to be married? Oh, today, if you could arrange it. Mm. Can you have Mary here in an hour? I certainly can. Tell her she can wear Mrs. Jameson's wedding gown if she wishes.
4: I wish I'd known that. She's getting one from old Marty Dennis down at the general store. Fine. Now, remember, one hour.
3: And make sure you're not followed.
2: So
1: far, so good, comrade, Ryder. Right? Commissar Dawson's a very nice guy. What do you mean, so far, so good? Dawson doesn't know any more than we do about Jamison, and the news from Springfield's all bad. That oh, fool, Hirsch, why doesn't he talk? Man, you got to give him credit. He's taken everything they could throw at him for four days. Talbot, it's dangerous to express admiration for an enemy of the state. Oh, now, I didn't mean it that way, comrade, and you know it. What's the matter with you, anyhow? I'm thinking of my own neck, and it worries me. Can't figure any way of finding this Jameson except to wait for a break. And Jeffrey's isn't going to allow much time for waiting. Now, why doesn't Hirsch talk? Confession from him would solve everything.
2: I just had a thought. Yeah? Well, Oakdale's a small town. So? What if it's like most small towns? There are two places to pick up information. The post office and the general store
1: right across the street. Marty Dennis Proprietor, the sign says. I wonder why that place hadn't been socialized yet. Make a mental note of it.
2: Yeah. Let me take a look through the window before we go in. Just two people, comrade. The clerk and a girl. Now she's got something big in a big flat box, sort of a... shoot box. Say, say she's not bad looking. Not bad
4: at all. Come on, let's go in. Thanks very much, Mr. Dennis. Oh, not at all, Mary. I'm glad I could help you. I'll be in again soon. Goodbye. Hello there.
2: Fine day, isn't it?
4: Good afternoon.
2: Say, um, what's that you're carrying? Looks like it might be a new dress.
4: (laughs) Oh, oh, you clumsy ox. You did that on purpose.
2: Oh, it was an accident, sister. Here, let me pick it up for you. No, stop
4: it. Stay away from that box.
2: Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It broke open. Well, what do you know about that? A white satin dress, I'll Keep noise. your hands
4: off it.
2: Just a minute, sister.
4: Get away from me. Get away.
2: Conrad Ryder, that was a wedding dress. Wedding dress, huh?
1: I'll follow the girl. You question the clerk. All right.
4: Hey, you. Clerk, get over here. You bet I will. What's the idea of coming into my store and insulting the customers? Go get your boss. I'm Marty Dennis, the boss. You get out of my store. MVD, secret police. You uh, Oh, the secret police. Well, I'm sorry. I I apologize.
2: Apologize for what, Dennis? For selling that girl a white satin wedding dress? No, 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 no. They I, don't I, wear I... that stuff at the registry office. She's going to some parson to get herself married. What's her name? Who's she
4: married? Well, I, Where's James? To... Come on, speak well, up. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're saying. You, you, you're you, talking no, so look fast. At I don't down mind i have a commerce
2: man down here to socialize the store. <sighs> Come on, talk up. Tell me what you know. And maybe they'll go on overlooking you for a
4: while. Well, you see, I I only know that she, she's Mary West, yes. She, she, She's Arthur Bennett's daughter. They, they live south of town. It's a couple of miles of Second Farm. She, she's married to Robert West. She's been married about a year. About.
1: Girl's up to something, all right. She met a man near the post office. I followed him to this little house around the corner. A man about 50 let him in. Oh? He looked like Jameson? Maybe. Maybe not. Another one of those Joe Smith faces. I gave him a few minutes to set up the marriage inside, and then I went in through a window. Nobody there. He must have spotted me and gone out the back. What'd you dig out of that storekeeper? Oh,
2: her name's West. She lives a couple of miles out of town with her old man, a farmer named Bennett. Dennis said she was married, but um, I think he's lying. What
1: would a married woman want with a wedding dress? We'll take one of Commissar Dawson's cars and pay Farmer Bennett a little visit.
3: Mary, you please stand here with your backs to the trees. Arthur, uh, during the ceremony, you keep a sharp lookout.
1: Yeah, we're all
4: right, Howard. We can hear a car along for it. Round's the turn, they see us. And we're parked on the back road, ready to get away fast. We have to. What if they come on foot? Then they'll find nothing but footprints. I'm sure we'll be safe here. This place has a safe feeling about it.
3: Now, if you'll stand here, Bob, uh, and you, Mary, uh, to the left. Now, fine. Uh, That's right, Arthur, slightly behind Mary. And now, if we'll all just glance up at the sky a moment, drink in some of the loveliness of this place, realize that the Father is with us, giving us the strength to withstand whatever the future may hold. Thank you. Now we'll begin. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God and in the face of this company to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is an honorable estate instituted of God, signifying unto us the mystical union that is betwixt Christ and his church, which holy estate Christ adorned and beautified with his presence, and first miracle that he wrought.
1: Why is it you always had to slap talk at him? That old man lives on Bennett's farm. We caught him working in the barn, and yet he pretends he doesn't know a thing about Bennett or his daughter. From what the old gaffer did say, the girl and the two men must have picked up Bennett about a half hour
2: ago. Yeah, those were fresh tire tracks heading east. Yeah. Well, we can ride along till we hit the first crossroad, and we'll check for a turnoff. (laughs)
3: God has joined together, let no man put asunder. For as much as Robert and Mary have consented together in holy wedlock... Uh, Excuse me, Howard. I hear a car. Yes, I hear it too. I'm almost through. When I say amen, we'll run for the car and I'll say the final prayer as we go. Now... Robert and Mary have pledged their troth each to the other and have declared the same by giving and receiving a ring and by joining hands Great up. Harry. I pronounce that they are man and wife in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen
0: Come on, through the trees
4: This way, Mary, watch those rocks, hurry
1: You see anything, Talbot? Oh, yeah, footprints, plenty of them Over there, behind
2: those trees, come on Master Talbot. Oh, there it is, heading down the hill.
0: An old gray sedan. Uh, Now we'll never catch him. You are listening to The Valley of the Shadow. A story of the way things could be if communism took over. A picture of what life would be like under a communist regime in an ordinary American town like Oakdale or Springfield, USA. (laughs)
2: I wonder if this Dawson ever has any good news. What a dirty break, Hirsch dying on us.
1: Died without saying a thing, the
2: fool. Uh, I told him to turn state's evidence. But you can't talk sense into those religious crackpots. Something about religion knocks them clear off the beam. Uh, you
1: know what London called it, the opium of the people.
2: Uh, uh, when we got onto that wedding dress business, I figured we were going places. I still think so. If you'd only let me work these people over a little.
1: Get it through your head. We don't dare make a mistake. Suppose I let you beat them into talking. They'll say anything they think we want to hear just to stop the pain. No, comrade. Jeffries wants Jamis and no one else. But he fits the description. So do half a dozen others in this town. Ah. All we can do is keep watching him. Maybe we'll be luckier next time.
2: Comrade... Comrade, how about using a little fear psychology? Hmm? You know, l-
1: let him know that he's being shadowed every minute. Talbot, I think I've got it. Suppose we pretend Hirsch confessed, identified him as Jameson. It might work. <laughs> All right, Jameson, we're having a little talk with you. Uh, back a inside, minute. I, comrade. I, I, back to... in the room and close the door. You're not wasting any time, Jameson. Hirsch talks. Yeah, spilled everything like a broken jug.
3: Comrades, I don't understand any of this, except you're mistaking me for Want someone else. Want me to else? search him, comrade Ryder?
1: Yeah. Arms over your head, Jameson. I said arms over your head. See if there's a cross on him, Talbot.
2: Nah, not around his neck, at least. Nothing on him, comrade. Hey. Hey, what's, what's this? Oh, oh uh, let me get it for you. Oh, it's nothing but one of those folding rulers. Yes, I use it in my trade. I'm a carpenter. My
3: name is Orville Jackson. May I put my arms down now?
1: Go ahead. Jameson Lyon will make your position more difficult. The state isn't unfair. Honest confession of your guilt will operate in your favor.
3: But, comrades, I'm not the man you want, and I haven't broken any laws. Look, uh, look, here. here's proof. This is my identity credential with my photograph.
2: Yeah, it could be a cob in his face. Or Jameson's. Could be a forgery. A,
3: a forgery? That's impossible. I, I got it from the proper authorities. Hirsch was I,
1: carrying a schoolteacher's identification. It turned out to be a phony. Why not confess, Jameson? We'll recommend leniency if you do. Please, comrades,
3: if you doubt my identity, take a look at this. Yeah, it's A work permit. It could be forged, too. Commissar Dawson didn't question it. He approved the renewal only last month. that That's his signature at the bottom. Comrades, Ask anyone in Oakdale about Orville Jackson. They'll tell you I'm a conscientious workman who minds his own business. They'll tell you I'm not concerned with politics or religion. You deny you,
1: Jameson? You never heard of Rabbi Leo Hirsch?
3: Believe me, I'm willing to do anything I can to clear this up. All I ask is don't arrest me without checking my statements first. You see, if it were known I was under suspicion, well, nobody would hire me. I'm a poor man. I
1: need all the work I can find. You're going to have to give us more proof than a couple of papers that could be fakes. Uh, Comrades, you look like
3: just men. I'm sure you wouldn't intentionally arrest the wrong person. You're after somebody named Jameson. (laughs) Jackson, the carpenter, isn't going to do you any good. Now, please,
2: go to Commissar Dawson. Ask him about me. I'll leave my fate in his hands. All right. All right, we'll talk to the Commissar. But you'll stay under house arrest, Jackson. Don't try to leave. Oh, I... I expected a call for work. I... I need the job. I have
3: very little money. You'll have
1: to turn it down.
3: Perhaps if I go with you to come as hard, Dawson, perhaps we can settle this more quickly.
1: You'll stay here till you're cleared or we come to take you to Springfield. Come on, Comrade Talbot. All right, Talbot. You called a halt in there. Why? Because now we got him bracketed for fair. Jackson
2: um, oh, Jameson, if he leaves the house, he's breaking arrest. And we can haul him in. Not even Jeffries can say we arrested an innocent man.
1: But we still have to make sure he's Jameson, or it's our next. We will. All we have to do is watch the house. <laughs>
3: I'm being watched.
4: I know. They're out front.
3: You look like trouble, Bob. What is it?
4: <laughs> Arthur's dying. He's calling for you. What happened to him? The tractor broke down while he was plowing. He went around the front to fix it, and then the thing rolled over on him. What does the doctor say? Oh, all he could do was leave some morphine to make it as easy as possible. You'll come? I know it's risky. I'm, but I'm ready to go now. The car is on the next street behind the house. If we can cross the yard and climb the fence without making any noise. Yes. Give me a hand through that
3: window. <laughs> We're lucky it's grass most of the way to the fence.
4: Wait. I hear something. What?
3: Oh, they're making another circle of the house on concrete for the benefit of my nerves. Careful. Watch those trash cans. Okay. Over the fence. No, no. No time. Over there behind the garage till they pass. Yes.
4: Come on, let's run. Stay quiet. Behind here. Stop.
2: There we you are! Come on, somebody's in the back! Hold it, Ryder. We've got to split up. You go around this side of the garage and I'll take
4: that side. Yes. Make a break for the
3: fence.
2: Now. Stop! Stop! Grab him, comrade. There's a car over there. That's where they're heading. Watch that patch of light right under the street lamp. Yeah. Hey, that's Jameson. Oh, that car. It's the same old gray job we saw out near Bennett's place the other day.
1: We're going to the Bennett Farm, comrade, not hurrying too much either. Let them think they made a clean getaway.
4: Who, who is it? Bob. Reverend Jameson's here. Oh,
2: Reverend Jameson. He's been calling and calling for you. Where is he? This way, Reverend. In the next room.
3: Is he suffering much?
2: Quite a bit. But he refused the morphine the doctor left. Says he's got to have a clear head.
4: You want us to stay outside the room, Reverend Jameson? Well, not unless Arthur wants it that way. Who could that be? Well, maybe the two commies. If it is, Reverend Jameson, you can go out the back. I'm quite sure we weren't followed.
3: Perhaps it's the doctor. You uh, better answer it, Bob. Yes, I guess so.
1: Well, Comrade West. Took you long enough to get to the door. What's going on here?
4: Please, if you could come back in the morning, I'm... We're
1: looking for a man who just violated a house arrest. We happen to know he's here. You brought him, didn't you, Comrade West? There he is, standing in the doorway, behind the girl. I'm not hiding from your comrades. Here
3: I
2: am. Maybe I can explain this to
4: your satisfaction. The truth is we're in the midst of a
2: tragic situation. You can say that again. It's a serious thing, Comrade, aiding and abetting a prisoner's escape.
4: I'm not talking about that. I'm trying to tell you my father-in-law's dying. He was fatally hurt in an accident this afternoon. Comrade Jackson's an old friend of his. He came just to help out. Surely he can overlook I'll that fact. I'll go back home tonight. You have my word on that. Comrade Bennett's
1: dying, you say? Yes. Well, that's too bad. We'd plan to have a little talk with him.
2: I think Comrade Bennett's last words might prove very interesting. Where is he?
1: We've
3: explained the situation. If you're afraid, I'll run away. You can wait outside for me. One of you in front of the house and the other in back. So I, I can't possibly escape. It seems
4: to me a man ought to be able to die in peace without strange. Shut up. Watch. We're here on state business. Get in that room. All of you. Who is it?
1: Howard? Howard? Who do you want, Bennett? Who are you calling for? A priest. You, uh, who are you? Ryder,
3: is
2: it necessary to question him now? Oh, please leave him alone. Oh, sure. Sure, don't worry. All we want are a few answers, that's all. Get away from that bed. Easy, comrade, easy.
1: Nobody's harming him. We'll be through in a minute. Bennett, I'm going to help you if I can. Can you hear me?
4: Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Are you a minister?
1: Sorry, no. A doctor? Then then you can't help. Save your energy. Just answer the questions. You want a minister?
4: Yes, yes.
1: Well, maybe I can find one for you. Who do you want? Anyone in particular?
4: Uh, please help me. Get someone
1: fast. Will a minister named Howard Jameson do?
4: Howard? Is he coming? Is, is he here?
1: He's on his way right now. Talbot, keep a lookout for Jameson. Let us know the minute he gets here. Yeah. And um Jackson can help us. You know Jameson when
2: you see him, don't you, comrade Jackson? Oh, stop it.
3: Get out, both of you.
2: How's the old man? You think he
1: could hold out a little longer? He's quiet now. Oh, I wish I could do something. Jackson, how about you?
2: You remember a prayer? That uh, carpenter's rule you're carrying. Let me have it. I'll make it into a cross for the old man.
3: Very well, you can stop. I'm Jameson. And this ruler is already hinged, so it forms a cross. See?
2: (laughs) That's all we need, Comrade Ryder. We can haul him in. In a few minutes,
3: after I finish. Comrade Ryder, please, will you stand back a little? Mary, come closer if you want.
4: Uh, how... Howard, is that you?
3: I'm here, Arthur. There's nothing to be afraid of. Remember, have confidence in God's grace,
1: like David. Comrade Ryder, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Please, let him finish. We have no intention of interrupting him, comrade. We can afford to wait now. Take comfort, Arthur. All is well with you, just as it was with David.
3: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.
1: Put the cuffs on him, Talbot.
0: You have just heard a story of what happens to religion under a communist regime. You think this could not happen? It did happen in Soviet Russia. It did happen to the Bishop of Stalingrad for the crime of teaching religion to Russians. It did happen to thousands of Russian clergymen of all faiths. It did happen to Nikola Naumov, Yanko Ivanov, Vasil Shiapkov, and other Protestant leaders in the communist-dominated state of Bulgaria. It is happening today in communist-dominated countries throughout the world. You've been listening to If Freedom Failed, starring Don Randolph as the Reverend Howard Jameson in The Valley of the Shadow. Music was composed by John Hicks, with musical direction by Michelle Perrier. The Valley of the Shadow was written for If Freedom Failed by William Tunberg, produced and directed by Robert M. Young. Sergeant Lloyd Iyer speaking. This program has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.